Welcome back to The Ride Podcast. This episode is a bonus episode with Bud Lyon as he breaks down an audio lesson. We hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, now we're gonna talk a little bit about ranch riding tack and equipment. as with any tack and equipment, it's very personal and a lot of it depends on what uh, people like for themselves or what works best for their horse. Uh, we try to tailor our stuff to the individual, but there are certainly some things in my program that we insist on having when we ride or show in the ranch riding. Uh, we're going to start with uh, just your basic saddle pad. Uh, there are all kinds of different saddle pads on the market, obviously. Um, we use wool pads, we use neoprene pads, we use uh, pads that have a chamois material on them. So um, we use a little bit of everything. And uh, obviously when you're practicing at home in the ranch riding, you can use whatever you like. Uh, when you go to the horse shows, you also can use um, whatever you like. There is no dress code in the ranch riding per se. Uh, I personally like to use um, you know, some uh, equipment at home for work and then have a separate uh, set of pads or show blankets uh, for the ranch riding at the competitions. Um, we obviously um, like to try to ch- stay true to the spirit of what the class was intended for. So we don't like anything that's too flamboyant or too over the top because a lot of times that's not what would be used on the ranch. Uh, having said that, a lot of times when uh, cowboys would get ready to go to town and take their horses and show off, they would dress their horses up a little bit. So we feel like uh, putting on a nice show blanket, a uh, nice quality show pad uh, is acceptable as long as it's not something that um, you know is too far out there. Uh, I'm gonna start by putting this wool pad on with a nice Uh, kind of southwest design on it a little bit and then I'm going to grab my saddle over here and we're going to throw this saddle on this horse when it comes to the ranch riding there are a couple things that are not necessarily uh, required but I do think are uh, important and there's you know they're uh, the preferred method in my barn and one of those things is a back cinch and the other is a breast collar so every saddle that I use for the ranch riding uh, whether it be in practice or specifically at the horse show includes a back cinch and a breast collar in addition in addition to the front cinch again there's no rule in the in the AQHA rule book that says you must have one of these things and there are probably people out there who don't prefer those things who don't find a use for them I personally grew up on the west coast and we used a lot of back cinches and breast collars in my upbringing so it's just something that's become a habit over time for me it's something that I find a lot of use for and something that we prefer to use. We're gonna go ahead and put these things on here and then we're gonna talk a little bit about proper fit. 
and where you want to have them if you do decide to use them. Okay, so now that we got this horse saddle, we'll talk a little bit about the back cinch. You know, a back cinch is used for several different things, um, but if uh, you're using it in the ranch riding, you just want to make sure that it's not too loose. Uh, we want to make sure that we don't have to have it snubbed up like a, like a rope horse might, you know, uh, if you were going to go rope something. But the biggest thing is you don't want to make, you, you don't want to have it too loose. That, this is dangerous when the back cinch is down here. What can happen, and I, what I have seen happen, is a back cinch that's so loose and a horse maybe lifts a hind leg and kicks at a fly and gets a hind leg stuck in here. And when that happens, it's really dangerous and it can lead to some really bad circumstances. So you just want to make sure that you have your back cinch, you know, at a reasonable spot. I think any more than a hand width is probably a little too low. If you want to have it a little tighter than that, that's fine. You just don't want to have it much looser than that. The other thing we're going to talk about is the proper fit for our breast collar. And a breast collar can be used for a number of things. Sometimes it has a practical purpose, like if you were roping and dragging a steer. Other times it's purely uh, decorative. And so either way, you want to make sure that it's fitted properly. You want to make sure that it's not too low. And a lot of times you want to make sure it's not too high and too tight. So we want to make sure that this ring right here is right in the center of the horse's chest. We don't need it to be way down here, and we don't need it to be way up here on his neck that blocks him from using his neck. So you just want to make sure that it's even on both sides, and that if you are using it for something to pull or drag something, be it a steer, a log in competition, whatever it might be, that the breast collar is snug, but not too loose, not too tight some things that are just personal preference for me. Uh, one thing in particular, when you have a breast collar like this, sometimes the shoulder straps are made a little longer and that's so that you can adjust them for a narrow or wide chested horse. Um, that's obviously really important, but what I find a lot of times is that when you have a tail that's maybe as long as this particular one is, uh, when you're using your reins or uh, your omels or whatnot, then your reins can get stuck down in between your breast collar and your, and your strap here. And uh, while it might not be dangerous per se, it can be kind of an annoyance. It is for me, I know sometimes. So what I like to do to alleviate that is just take this shoulder strap and um, tuck it in right there to that small D-ring that connects to the breast collar so that uh, even if it flaps, it's not making a, a distraction and it doesn't, it prevents my reins uh, from getting caught in there and getting hung up. That way I can use my hand freely and do what I need to do with it. Another thing we like to do is with our latigo here, um, you know, when you put your latigo up here in the keeper, <clears throat> maybe when it's first new, uh, you know, it'll stay in place pretty good. Uh, sometimes eventually over time this keeper starts to get kind of worn out or you know it, it might the leather might get a little stretched right there and as you ride around it allows for your latigo to, to work itself out and kind of flop around like that and fall down uh, you know when it's like that this prevents a little bit of uh, security or a danger issue because a horse can step on it and trip um, which can lead to some bad things. So what we like to do is if we feel there's any doubt about it, uh, instead of going through the front of the keeper like that, what we'll do is we'll come up through the keeper and we'll just 
double it over like that and come back through. That way, as you ride, it's more likely to tighten down here than it is to flop out. Uh, another thing that I've seen people do is they'll turn it this direction so that the smooth side of the latigo faces out uh, away from the saddle and that is essentially the same concept and for the same purpose which is just to prevent the latigo from working itself out, dragging down, having a horse step on it, trip, fall, something like that. One question that I get a lot of about the ranch riding is silver and what's acceptable, what's not. Um, you know, again, uh, there's some gray area when it comes to this subject matter and I think uh, the important thing is to remember the what the spirit of the class was intended for uh, you know when you're on the working cowboy ranches or the working cattle ranches um, there's a lot of saddles that don't have very much silver on them and there was a reason for that there is a reason for that uh, I think that you know that's why uh, some of these rules were put into place in the ranch riding um, you know they also don't want the ranch riding to become so much of a see and be seen type of event. Um, but the important thing to know is that it is okay to have some silver on your saddle, on your head stall, whatnot. Um, you know, it's, it's within moderation, I think is the important thing to know. And you know, you can see this saddle has iron conchos, uh, it's got a little bit of silver with my initials on it. There's a tiny amount of uh, engraved silver on the D-ring right here. Um, you know, and, and that's fine. It's, that's, it's not excessive. It's not anything that you might not find, uh, you know, on, on a saddle somewhere else. Um, even if it had a little bit more silver, this saddle would still be acceptable by ranch riding standards. Um, you know, and the same applies to a headstall. You are allowed to have some silver on there as long as it's, uh, you know, uh, within moderation and within keeping of the spirit of the class. I think where people get caught up is they feel like uh, they're not allowed to use any silver, which isn't exactly true. Again, you know, I go back to um, the idea that when cowboys would get dressed up and go to town and take their horses to town to show off, they wanted to dress them up and make them look as nice as possible. And sometimes if it was, you know, an option, that would include a little bit of nice silver or iron uh, on their equipment. Uh, having said that, it's perfectly fine not to have any silver as well. You can show in a plain leather headstall. You can show in a plain leather saddle with no tooling, engraving, silver. You can show in a plain work pad for the ranch riding. All these things are acceptable. So it's really about what your personal preference is, what works best for you, what works best for the horse. Another thing that I get a lot of questions about are the Romel reins. Um, you know, Romels are, again, another preference in the ranch riding and in the reining as well. Um, there's no rule that says you must or may not use them. Uh, it's purely personal preference and what works best. Um, I am very comfortable in the Romel reins and so I use them quite a bit, uh, especially coming from a working cow horse or rain cow horse background where Romels are kind of the standard. Having said that, uh, I would never confine myself to using one particular piece of equipment. I always like to use uh, what makes the horse work the best or what keeps the horse happiest. So whether that's split reins or a snaffle or a hackamore or the Romel reins, I think it's important to know that there is no 
specific guideline in the ranch riding that requires you to use one particular piece of equipment. And so I would encourage everybody to use whatever their horse performs the best in. Thank you guys for tuning into this special episode of The Ride Podcast. Stay tuned as we release regular episodes of The Ride. Please let us know how you like this audio lesson by emailing us at horseandrider at aimmedia.com.